0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Praise God. I want to speak to you this morning about how to recover all. I mean, really we understand that sometimes we've been through tough times, we've been through uh, difficult times, and um, we've lost a lot of things, we've lost a lot of people, we've lost a lot of, of blessings. And uh, the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 10, that the the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, uh, I come oftentimes to South Africa, and I've seen that there's a, you know, when, when I go to people's house, they've got gates that are automatic, that are secured, then you go into their doors. The doors are secured, so they, you, you, uh, uh, a lot of people are very are very conscious of protection, are very conscious of safety and security. And then you know you have people who got cameras in their house and cameras out in their gates. So so they, they're very conscious of of of, of looking after themselves, looking after their family. Some people around the world they even carry guns so that they can be protected. Now that's because they are conscious that there could be people with bad intention of with bad motives mm-hmm. that. That, that, that will come and try to steal, kill, and destroy. But the same is true in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, in the spiritual realm, we have uh, there is an enemy called the devil. Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And just as much as we take precautions in the natural, we have to learn to take precautions in the spiritual realm. Can I hear an amen? Now. I'm going to take you to 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'm going to give you seven steps how to recover all. I've noticed that since, uh, I've noticed this year that a lot of people, because they've been through a lot of tough times, because they've been through a lot of challenges, they don't believe anymore that they can be restored. But I've come to tell you we serve a God of restoration. And God cannot do anything without your participation. So when you begin to, to do what God tells you to do, not what people tells you to do, not what society tells you to do, not what circumstances push you to do, but when you start to do what God tells you to do, the Bible, the Word of God is true. God will help you recover all and even more. Amen? And I'm going to show you the seven steps, seven steps that you have to do. You have to apply this into your life. You have to do this. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God, but faith without works is dead. So you have to put your faith at work. Amen? So 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 1, I am reading from a King James Version because it reminds me of who I am in Christ. Praise God. 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 1, and it came to pass when David and his men were come, to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites, and another word Amalekites, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. Now I want to say one thing first of all. The Amalekites have been one of the oldest enemy of the Israel. When they came out of Egypt, it was the Amalekites that was a thorn in their flesh. And notice, notice, when you don't deal with an enemy, future generation has to deal with that enemy again. Alright, so that is why when God anoints you, when God gives you strength, when God gives you revelation to deal with the enemy, you have to deal with it now because your children or your children's children will have to deal with that enemy and it gets even stronger. But when you deal with it now, you can stop it for future generation. You can have a generation that's full of blessing and not full of curse. Amen. Now. They came and the, the, in the absence of David and his men, if I was doing a man's meeting, I would have said to the man, when the men are not taking the position, your family will suffer. But I'm not doing a man's meeting, I'm doing a church meeting. Amen? So everybody has to be in position. They came and they burnt Ziglag with fire. They have taken the women captives. They stole from them. They took everything that was there. They took the children. They took the next generation. They carried them away and went on their way. So when David and his men came, they were surprised because, listen to me, they were reduced to zero. The family was not there. The things was not there. The house was burnt. Everything was gone. Have you ever felt in your life that you, everything that you have worked for, there is nothing to show for it? Have you felt that in your life that you, you 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 put yourself you 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 you've done what was needed to do you build something and all of a sudden suddenly you're reduced to zero you don't know how you can't explain it an enemy came an enemy stole now listen to me the enemy wants to steal your joy the enemy wants to steal your peace the enemy wants to steal your identity. Some people don't even know who they are. Some people don't even know where they are. Some. The enemy wants to steal your position. The enemy wants to steal your purpose. Everybody here? Because that's what the enemy does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he doesn't look at age. Doesn't look at color. Doesn't look like if you're handsome or you're not handsome. He's coming. But the Bible says, I I like John chapter 10 because Jesus says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So when you have God on your side, you can have exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think. Say amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to show you now the seven steps. So David and his men came into the city. And behold, it was burnt with fire. Everything was gone. Look at verse 4. And David and the people that were with him Lifted up their voice and they wept Until they had no more power to weep Has it ever happened in your life that you have cried so much That you don't have enough power to, to weep that, that there's no more tears That you've been tormented so much You've been distressed so much You are so discouraged You don't have the strength to carry on Has it ever happened in your life I'm talking to men and women yeah, I know women you cry quite often But men Talk to me some men We act all macho but there, are, there have been times where you've been hit to the ground, and all you can do is cry because you don't know what else to do. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Reduce to zero. Okay, now listen to me. You've lost family. Okay, it's gone. Uh, and look what, what else happened. Verse 5, And David's two wives were taken captives. All right? Look at verse 6. And David was greatly distressed. David was greatly distressed. Why? Because one problem added to another problem. Now, not only has he come back, has he, reduced, has he been reduced to zero, He's, he, hasn't had, he doesn't have his family anymore. Now, the people who he trained, the people who were with him, has it ever happened to you that there are people that you've invested into, that you have befriended, that you have been there for them, that you have helped them, that, 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 they, that you, were, you were there to encourage them, but instead of them encouraging you, now they're talking about you to stone you. Talk to me somebody, look what it says, it says, and the people spake of stoning him because the soul of every people was grieved, every man for his son and his daughter. Has it ever happened to you that that the circumstances were so bad that people, they are looking for someone to blame and they found you? Speak to me somebody, sometimes when things go wrong, instead of doing the right thing, We have the Adamic syndrome of blaming somebody else instead of taking responsibility. And instead of getting better, a lot of people get bitter. So they say, hey, it's because of you. It's because of this. It's because of that. It's because of this. Because of society. Because of that. Because of government. Because of this. Because of the church. Because of everything else. Let me tell you, it is not because of these things. It is because there's a thief called the devil. And you need to go out and go get back what the devil has stolen from you. Stop looking to your left and right to blame someone, look to God. So David, look at the next line, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Look at somebody and ask him, can you encourage yourself in the Lord? When there's no one to look to, when when there's no family, when there's no friends, there's still one person that is waiting for you, and his name is God. God God will never leave you, God will never forsake you, so you run to God. Step number one, run to God. Take your distress. Take your negative emotion, take your crying, and run to God. And say, Lord, I need you, because everybody has left me, but you're always here for me. Say amen, somebody. When there's no one to turn to, turn to God. He should be your first person that you run to. Amen? Now, why do you turn to God? Because David, he puts on the priestly garment. Listen very carefully to me. Last time I was here for for the conference... I told you, we are kings and priests. How many kings do we have in the house? You don't sound like a king. You sound like a... How many kings do we have in the house? Now, don't forget, as king, you have authority to dominate, to rule and reign in life. But we are all also priests in the house. As priests, we must go to God. As priests, we must worship God. As priests, we must pray. And as priests, we must hear the voice of God. Listen, why does David go to God? Why does he put on the priestly garment? He's seeking God's will for his life. There are many times, listen to me very carefully. You are running after things that God doesn't want you to run after. You are running after people that God doesn't want you to run after them anymore. That's why you have to ask God, do I pursue or what do I do? Amen. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. Some people, it's better to say goodbye, farewell, till we meet again. And I hope we don't meet again. How many of you understand what I'm talking about here? Ox God. So David asked God. He inquired of God, verse 8, he inquired of the Lord saying, should I pursue this troop? Should I overtake them? And God answered. So step number one. Listen very carefully. You go to God. Step number two, you get direction or revelation or instruction from God. Amen. God is a God that speaks to his people. So when you go through tough time, ask God, spend time with God. Lord, what do I do? Do I go and pursue or do I not pursue? I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste my energy. I don't want to waste my saliva going, if it's not your will. Come on, speak to me, somebody. If it's not God's will, let it go. I want to know. Okay? Now listen. So you need to get a revelation from God. What do I do, Lord? Uh, Noah heard from God, and he prepared an ark. Abraham heard from God. God didn't tell him to prepare an ark. God told him to leave his country, to leave his family, to do this, to do that, and he had to obey God. Now, I am not, I am not telling you to leave this country. That's not what I said. I said, God... Told him specifically what to do in order to be on the road to blessing. Amen. To recover all, you have to do what God tells you to do. Which takes me to step number three. When God gives you a word, when God gives you an instruction, when God gives you a revelation, you have to focus and not be distracted by people's opinion. Amen. So many times God gives us a word. It's not... You know, sometimes the word is not, it's not what we've been expecting. Because God works in mysterious ways, brother. So sometimes he'll tell you things, and you have this, you have this mentality or this attitude, you'll always tell people about it. Listen, when God speaks to you, do what God tells you to do without any distraction. Distraction must become your enemy. What are the distractions that we go through? We look at what people say. People's opinion should not matter when you have a revelation from God. When you get a word from God, when God gives you an instruction, when God gives you direction, people, uh, people's opinion don't matter. Don't go ask them what do they think. Now, when I was 16 years old, which was about a few years ago, <laughs> I did a project in Mauritius, 16, 17 years old, on horse racing. You know what horse racing is, right? Yeah. You know, in horse racing, they race the horse. And uh, as I was looking at a horse, uh, I was asking the trainer, I said, uh, why do you put that that mask over the face of the horse? Have you seen that? It's called a blinkers. Why do you put blinkers on that horse? I said, is it because it's too ugly and so, you know, so that it, it, you decorate its face? He says, no, that's not, that's not the reason why we put a blinkers on a, a horse's face. I said, well, is it because of so that when... When it's running, you can recognize. He says, no, that's not because of that. As I said, what is the purpose of the blinkers? Now, this is what they said to me. The purpose of the blinkers is we found out that the horse can't win a race because it is too distracted. It is distracted by the noise. It is distracted by its opponent. And so, in order for us to make it concentrate to go and win a race, we put a blinkers on it. And many of us here, we need to learn to put some spiritual blinkers on our lives. Stop being distracted by what people are saying. Stop being distracted by the opposition of of people's opinion. Concentrate on the revelation and put it to work. Say amen, somebody. Run the race with patience. All right, now, David inquired, the Lord spoke. God said to him, you will fully recover everything. And David went, he and his uh, 600 men. Now look at the next one. What's the next step? So what was the first step? Go to God. What's the second step? Get a revelation, get a word, get an instruction, get direction from God. What's the third step? Don't procrastinate. What's the next step? Sorry, what's the third step? Don't get distracted. What's the fourth step? Don't procrastinate. Too many people put forth tomorrow what should be done right now. The key to a miracle is to do what it tells you to do now. Are you here, church? I know we have a lot of procrastination here. I've been through it. In 2018, I said, I'm going to lose weight. I think we're in 2019 right now, right? And every day I say, Well, tomorrow I'll start. Tomorrow I'll start. And then when I, when I want to start tomorrow, I can smell the Kentucky Fried Chicken. I can smell the McDonald's. I, and, and I say, well, tomorrow I'll start. I wake up tomorrow at 5.30 in the morning. I'll start jogging. One day I jog around the blocks five times in my dreams. <laughs> then I woke up and I said, I have, go, I have to go to work. I have to go to church. So when God tells you to do something, don't procrastinate. Do what He tells you when He tells you to do it. The first miracle of Jesus was turning water into the fruit of the vine. I'd rather say fruit of the vine than wine. But but, but He turned water into wine. And the key to it was this. Mary said whatever He tells you to do, don't retaliate. Don't negotiate don't get offended, just do it. Say amen somebody. Might look weird, might look not common, but we serve a God that knows the end from the beginning, so when you listen to him, he'll tell you exactly what to do. Just do it. Amen. Step number one, hear from God. Step number two, step number one, go to God. Step number two, hear from God. Step number three, Don't be distracted. Step number four, don't procrastinate. Step number five. And David pursued he and his 400 men. Verse 10. But 200 was left behind because they were so faint. They were so tired. Verse 11. And they found an Egyptian in the field. Underline that now. They found someone in the field who was rejected. The Egyptian was rejected because he had a sickness. The Egyptian was rejected because he was considered by some group of people not good enough. But let me tell you something. When you, are, when you are in distress, along your way to recover, be a blessing to someone else. Help someone else along the way. Whatever you make happen for somebody, God will make happen for you. Amen. So on your way to blessing, you, 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 you are doing what God is telling you to do. You are focused, but God will connect you with someone, and it's sometimes people that you don't, you won't think it is, because it's people that may be rejected, but you can look to them, you can help them, you can sow into their life, you can sow time, sow money, sow blessing, and make something happen for them. When you do that, God says, you're ready for your miracle. Amen. Sow into someone's life. Help someone else. I know your distress. I know you're reduced to zero. I know you've been crying. I know you've been weeping. But, but don't look to yourself. Look to God and look to someone else. Are you learning something? I said, are you learning something? So on your route to recover all, seize the opportunity to bless someone else. God will connect you with the right person. Now, that person, although he was rejected, he was, he was rejected by, 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 by the Amalekites, was the person that told them where the enemy was hiding? Sometimes God will wait to see your attitude on your way to recover or to see if you can help somebody because that somebody has something to set you on course for recovering everything. Are you learning something? Amen. Sometimes we become so egotistical. You know what that means? We just look to ourselves God bless me. God, help me. God, look at me. God, I need you. God, me, 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 and me, me, and myself. But God says, no, I want you to along the way. You're en route. You're doing what I'm telling you to do, but help somebody else out. Amen? Now, he helped that person out. Next one. Step number six. He went straight to the enemy. Okay? Now, look at verse, look at verse 16. When he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad. Upon the valley, eating and drinking and dancing, because all of the great spoil that he had taken out of the land of Philistine and out of the land of Judah. Now, notice that the enemy did not only have, did not only steal from David, but he also stole from the Philistine. Okay? Now, you and I were not from the army of the Philistine, we're from the army of Israel. The Philistine did nothing about it. Israel has to do something about it. Because if we are children of Israel, if we are children of God, we are no quitters. We don't quit. Everybody say, I am not a quitter. Amen. So many times we are so close to recovering all. Instead of pursuing, instead of of going, here's the sixth one. Instead of going into warfare, what we do is we sit down and we look and we just say, well, maybe it's not the will of God. Abraham, he's the father of faith. He taught his servants how to do warfare. 318 servants in his house, he taught them how to do warfare. If there's one thing that we need to teach, it's how how you must do warfare. Stop quitting. Stop moaning. Stop murmuring. Get the sword of the spirit. Get out there and slay the enemy and recover all. Amen. Warfare forms part of it. Did you think that God gave you his armor so that you look good? Did you think that God gave you uh, the sword of the spirit so that you can just play? The devil's not playing with you. Don't play with the devil. My mom told me if you play with fire, you get burnt. You play with the devil, he'll steal, he'll kill, and he'll destroy. Are you here, church? So step number six: going to warfare. Now listen to that warfare to what David's going to do now. Watch this. Verse seventeen: And David smote them. From the twilight even unto evening of the next day. He fought against the enemy. Spiritual warfare is so important to recover everything. Sometimes we just want to pray for 10 minutes. And I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I love you very much. And I know you love me. I hope I pray. But your 10 minutes prayer is not going to recover all. Sometimes you have to pursue into prayer. You You have to intercede. You have to pray and pray. When do you stop praying? Until you see it happen. Amen. You pray until you see. uh, 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 The man of God was on the mountain. And he said, God told him there will be an abundance of rain. But he still went and he began to pray. Why? Because when God gives you a word, you need to pray that word. So every revelation that God has given you, whether it's a prophetic word, whether it's a word revealed by God as an instruction or direction, you need to learn to pray that word every day. Our church would believe in God, went through some tough times, through some crisis, but we're trusting God. We've had that word for years, and people have given up. Some people have given up. We said a little shall become a thousand, but we still pray a little shall become a thousand. God will do it in his time. Say amen, somebody. That's the revelation that we have from God. A little shall become a thousand. A thousand strong people, Isaiah chapter 60. So we pray the scripture. We pray it every time. Every time we meet each other, we say, a little shall become a thousand, a thousand strong nation. We believe that God will add to the church. We might not see it at the moment, but we don't live by what we see. We don't live by what we hear. We live by the word of God. Praise the Lord. So you do your warfare. Look at somebody and say, fight. If God tells you to recover, go fight for it. Amen. Don't fight naturally. Fight spiritually. Praise the Lord. Now, he's fighting now. He's doing his warfare. Nobody escaped. Now look at verse 18, everybody. Look at verse 18. And David, I want you all to say it with me. One, two, three, ready to read. So David, say that again. And so David, and so David what? Everything that he had lost, David got it back again. If God can do that for David, God can do that for James. Say amen, somebody. If God can do it for someone in the Old Testament, God can do it for his children of the New Testament. And David recovered all. Now watch this. Watch this now. Do you believe that you can recover all? If God gives you a word and you act upon that word, your life will never be the same again. Look what it says. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. Verse 19. There was nothing lacking to them. Nothing was lacking. You've got to come to a point where you do your warfare and you've obeyed God that nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. You have the perfect peace of God. God has restored you. You are back. And hey, listen, listen. In your setback. Don't sit back. It's time for your comeback. Amen. So many of us, we just sit back in our setback. Get up and go again. I watched Rambo last night. The guy didn't stop at number one, number two, number three. He went on to number four. Now he's doing number five. You always have to fight and win. Amen. You're not too old for this. You can do this. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is against you. Now, not only did he recover all. Now, listen to this. Verse 19. David recovered all, okay, now verse 20, even that which the enemy stole from the Philistine, David said, this is my spoil. So not only did he get what he got, what he, what he lost, he had the God of exceedingly, abundantly, more than enough. He had more when he went out, he didn't have nothing. When he came back, he came back with everything, and even more again. We serve a God of the overflow. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Telling you what, we're about to close 2019, but you don't have to wait for 2020 to recover. You can do it now. Amen. Don't wait until, well, you know what, when I get to the 1st of January, that's when I'm going to apply the word. Do it now. So, what's the first step? Run to God. Second step, get a word, get a revelation from God, personal word from God. What does God want you to do? Number three, what was the third one? Don't be distracted what's the fourth one don't procrastinate what's the fifth one along your way be a blessing to someone else what's the sixth one fight the good fight of faith spiritual warfare what's the seventh one recover all more than you lost amen i said amen Amen. are you going to apply the word of god do you believe in a god that is more than enough now his name the name of god some of us don't know the names of god the name of god his name is el shaddai the God that is more than enough. So when you go to God, not only will he give you back what you have lost, but he will give you more than what you have lost. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. Say this with me. I am in my season of restoration. Say it again. I am in my season of restoration. I will recover all. I will recover all. My God is for me. God is for me. I am more than a conqueror. In the name of Jesus, the enemy is underneath my feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God.